You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the fields of Trenzalore, where the doctor stands. Vogel fam, we have a very special, special event to advertise the Nats intern program. And what a better way to talk about the Nats intern program than by having two 2021 Nats interns. 2021? 2020. 2021. 2021. Mm-hmm. 2021 Nats interns here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Ah! Josh, Caitlin, welcome to Vocal Fry. Thank you. For having us. Okay, all right. Vo- uh, Vocal fam, um, just so you know who you're listening to, Josh, uh, uh, remind everyone who you are on the podcast. This uh, you're by far our most recurring guest ever in history. So. Absolutely, and I'm grateful for that. Um, it's always great to uh, nerd out with y'all. Um, I'm Josh Glasner. I am assistant professor of voice at Clark University. And uh, you can look back to all of our Picard PhD segments with Josh or our ones about uh, low latency stuff or uh, a whole bunch of other times that Josh has been on. Uh, last time, I think, was our discovery uh, review from last fall, last, nice. last January. Um, <laughs> Uh, Josh, uh, Josh is not on brand this morning, everybody. He's traveling, and so forgive Josh for not talking at you through his beautiful M23 at the house. Uh, no Ethernet he... cable either. I'm incredibly off-brand. <laughs> I have the Ethernet cable here. I just don't have the dongle right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, all right, so Dr. Glasner, welcome. Caitlin, tell us about yourself, please. Welcome to Vocal Fry. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm honored to join the nerddom as well. Um, I am currently living in Grand Junction, teaching at Colorado Mesa University. Um, Originally from uh, Tennessee, went to Lee University, then went to McGill University in Montreal, spent a few years in Canada, and then, um, you know, taught the, did, taught adjunct for a while, performed a lot, taught privately for a while, and then went back to my doctorate at the University of Northern Colorado. Um, where I studied with Dr. Melissa Maldi, and I am ABD, so I'm still writing that dissertation. Woo. So, uh, fun times. Caitlin, <laughs> when were you at McGill? I was there from 2012 to 14. See, you would have just missed Aaron, I guess. I think he started the fall after that. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. my student Aaron um, was, was at McGill, I think, the two years after that. Um, ah, Okay. Uh, doing his masters. Uh, it's a great um, place. Yeah, yeah, loved it, loved it. I was more intrigued by the Tennessee. Where in Tennessee are you from? I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, uh, okay, opposite mm-hmm. side from Memphis. Oh, so. nice. Yeah, the opposite. Those are side. two different countries. I Basically, think. it's not really the same state. <laughs> I know the. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, East Side. Love Chattanooga, though. <laughs> I would also just like to say a big thank you to Caitlin, who helped build our Instagram for Vocal Fry a whole lot by sharing mm-hmm. a couple of our episodes last spring. Well, I'm telling you, it was it was great to listen to you guys. It was, you know, such a weird time. And so any kind of voice yeah. community that I could find during that time was just like life-giving water. So I appreciate what you guys have done. And um, I mean, I shared it because I thought it was wonderful content and stuff people needed to hear. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank, thanks for that. Um, yeah, we, uh, 
I, I, it's actually kind of convenient now having that uh, now you're a voice teacher series done because now if people are ever like, well, what does what recommendations would you give to an early teacher who hasn't? I'm like, well, we have a whole there's a podcast series. for that. I don't need to type anything. I can yeah. just paste a web link, Absolutely. <laughs> which I think has become my entire social media goal. Has become how many things can I create? that stop me from having to actually type a comment in a Facebook group. This has become this has become my like life it's goal. It's a very niche it's life a, it's goal. A, it's very specific. Very specific. Well, we're, we're all about efficiency here, right? That's very, right. very, yes. very specific. Anyway, okay, so you were both interns this summer. Um, somebody give us kind of the background. If, a, if one of the listeners is like, I don't know about this Nats intern program, what kind of, what is it? Just give us like the what. What, what did you do for two weeks or whatever it was? Um, yeah, so the Nats intern program is, uh, they be, I believe, is it, how many, how many voice interns was it? Eight? Eight? No. Uh, no, 12. 12. 12 voice interns, that's right. And, um, and four collaborative pianists and um, it's 10 days and three each each three voice interns are paired with one master teacher and um, we teach in front of each other we teach in front of the master teacher and um, we get immediate feedback um, both from each other and from our master teacher and um, at the same time we work with um, the collaborative pianists in that setting and the collaborative pianists, the three collaborative pianists have one master teacher as well who goes around and um, and and helps oversee things and um, and give advice. And then um, at the same time, we're hearing, uh, we're doing master classes for each other. We are performing for each other. We are um, hearing lots of seminars from, uh, man, lots of different people. I mean, the master teachers, but also bringing in um, medical teams and, and hearing about, you know, vocal health and, and things like that. So um, yeah, what am I missing, Josh? Uh, the, the lectures from each other too. I found that to be incredibly right, right, right. helpful. I mean, like um, anywhere, I mean, we had a, a colleague who um, was redesigning his whole, his entire music degree at his small liberal arts college. Um, and so he gave a presentation on that. We had someone who gave a presentation on, you know, well, Lily, right? Uh, Dr. Uh, Guerrero. Uh, I'm sorry. Guerrero. Uh, there we are. <laughs> um, and, I'm so happy uh, to be able to pull that out periodically, aren't you? Um, yep. No, I'm, 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 I'm happy for that, too. Um, and so, you know, giving a, giving a wonderful um, lecture on DEI issues um, with someone... Uh, a colleague who gave a uh, lecture and kind of um, demonstration of Korean folk music. So the, the the breadth of topics that were discussed by our peers um, was was just as impressive and helpful as the um, the, the lectures that were given by the uh, master teachers. In fact, so let's say I'm um, I'm one of the vocal fam. But like, what sort of at what stage of my career would you sort of suggest like that I in, try to investigate this or, or or that kind of thing? Like when 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 I'm like Perna's too old, because um, I'm old. But like when when would someone like try to look at maybe doing this? Well, I certainly don't think Caitlin. Correct me if you think I, I'm wrong here, but I 
I certainly don't think age is, is an issue. I saw people in 2020 who had um, very successful performing careers and were transitioning into academia or transitioning into the uh, independent studio. Um, and then vice versa in 2021, I saw people who um, either didn't, hadn't started a, a doctorate yet or had just started or were, you know, anywhere in between um, just received tenure to um, not interested at all in entering academia and really interested in building their independent studio. So I think like a lot of initiatives that we see from Nats, the, the breadth of experience and the breadth of um, background, performing and teaching background um, is, is, is really, really quite impressive at this point. It's not just a particular demographic anymore. Would yeah, you agree with that, Caitlin? Absolutely. And I don't know what the top end is. Do you remember how many years you it, they, they have all these? How many is it? I, I'm not certain. It's it's very clear in the in the um, uh, in the application that you can't teach. You can't have taught um, a certain number of hours um, for a certain number of years. Right. But I think it's more contingent on that and not age. That's right. Um, what Josh That's was saying, nice. he saw the absolutely he saw the 2020 interns because we they they had been pushed to last summer, the 2021 uh, summer. So they we actually kind of um, cross pollinated with them just a little bit. We had some overlapping days at Georgia, Georgia Southern. Um, and so, yeah, that that cohort did seem to be a little bit older and ours seemed to be a little bit younger for whatever reason, but we were all newish teachers. Um, and yeah, like Josh said, it, 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 were, it ranged from people with doctorates, getting doctorates, and also private teachers that are, are not going to get doctorates at all and not interested in that and it wouldn't serve them. So people that are working in the industry, um, particularly people that are working in the more popular styles, which was really valuable for me to see and, and you know, me to rub shoulders with. So on that issue that you just said right there. So, you know, what if what if somebody's listening and they're like, oh, I just thought Nats was just those art song people. <laughs> How would you respond to that based on your intern program experience? Yeah, I think Nats is is doing a good job right now of um, continuing to include different styles um, and different kinds of teachers, private studio teachers. I think they're very aware of that at this point of um, being inclusive of both the private studio and the the academic studio. Um, and goodness gracious, I learned so much from my colleagues that that were more in the private studio sector. Um, so I, I I would say that I think in the past, yeah, maybe that's been the tradition for Nats to be more of, you know, support that academic community. But I think they're very aware and doing a good job of pushing, also supporting now that private teaching studio. And I think that in addition to that, I think that, you know, I'm sure we both, we all have peers who would like um, to see, you know, change move a little bit more quickly. Um, but I think it's, it, it was really encouraging in, tw in the 2021 group to see all of those style, all different styles represented in the final recital, all different styles represented by different master teachers, um, and to see our peers really interested um, and and kind of galvanized by the uh, potential of teaching all of these different styles. Um, so I think that while we might want, you know, in at times we might want things to move a little bit more quickly, I think there are always going to be 
growing pains. And I think that's good to recognize that the 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 you know higher ups, the people who are running Nats right now, are incredibly interested in and committed to expanding the um, umbrella of Nats. Um, and I think I think given where the history is is coming from, I think it's good to to insert just a teeny bit of patience. I know, Nick, that's surprising for me to say. <laughs> well, I would just add to what you just said that I can guarantee that incoming certain certain incoming national officers are certainly dedicated to that front. Uh, I'm only speaking for myself, of course, but, <laughs> but, um, but yes, uh, yes, indeed. Um, so tell us a little bit about who, which master teacher you were each paired with and, and maybe like, you know, one or two things that you just were sort of gleaned from them, were impressed upon you by them, bit of bit of wisdom or maybe a perspective change or, or something like that? Absolutely. So I, I studied with um, Michelle Marquette DeVoe, who I think has been on. She been oh, on yes. Michelle's before. been on Vocal yes. Fry twice. Yes, yep, yep, yes. Twice, twice. Um, so um, Michelle is wonderful. She's kind of this um, private, uh, you know, works in the, the private voice teaching world, but also is just so wise in the world of business when it comes to voice teachers, which a lot of us need, especially if we're teaching privately. Um, and Michelle runs an empire. Yes, yes. <laughs> the speakeasy, yeah, the speakeasy cooperative. So, um, speakeasy empire. Empire, right. <laughs> um, I, shouldn't you have like music when you say the word empire? That is what I'm thinking, like Star Wars, you know. Sorry. Anyway, Caitlin, back to you. <laughs> These are good thoughts for next time. Great. Um, so, yeah, and she she teaches um, more of the the popular styles or her specialties. So um, for me, being from a, a classical, well, I mean, like all of us, probably starting out and you know singing in church, singing country music in Tennessee, yeah, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff, and then tra- yay, and yeah. then transitioning <laughs> to um, to the classical world during academia, and then kind of after that, coming out and. Uh, I don't know, seeing the light of many different styles again, um, that it was really valuable for me um, to study with her. And, um, you know, I'd already done, you know, the CCM Vocal Pedagogy Institute at Shenandoah University. So I had some background in this, but uh, seeing how a, a master teacher teaches those styles and pulls, really pulls the artistry out of the student and how that looks, a, that, that looks a little bit differently than what I was used to seeing in the classical academic setting was so valuable. I was not, I was kind of expecting when I went to Nats, uh, the Nats intern program, I was expecting to get those tips and tricks. Give me some warm ups that work. Give me some vocal pedagogy that, that will help me in my teaching. But I think studying with her, I think just the way that she is just such a wonderful person, but it, it was it was more of a paradigm shift in my own teaching and how I thought about my own teaching. So um, something that I that has stuck with me was, um, well, first of all, just shutting up in my lessons and asking questions a lot more <laughs> rather than, than, than being so prescriptive um, because the students and the, the clients, the, the voice, uh, the singers, they're smart and they know their their body, they know their instrument. And uh, and I think uh, being more exploratory and getting them more involved in the process rather than telling um, was a huge, I mean, it, it was just a really good reminder and a really good challenge for me in my own teaching. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I have so much to say, but I'll stop there. 
Michelle is great. Yes, she's been on Vocal Fry uh, twice, and and uh, we're definitely pro speakeasy cooperative here. And mm-hmm. uh, as we've also had other guests on who were members of the speakeasy who have spoken about it as well. Going back to uh, our our so now you're a voice teacher. Uh, our Now You're a Voice Teacher um, series, Rebecca and Lee actually met each other, I think, or, or had known of each other through Speakeasy. So, um, yes. A- anyway. All right, Josh, what about you? I mean, the end with, and just another shout out to Michelle, there's just something so, like, spiritually edifying about being around Michelle. And Absolutely. I, and I don't know that that's always true of, of people in our profession. And so being around her is... It, it, it leaves you filled, which is um, in addition to the the, the, the wisdom, uh, the voice teaching wisdom that one can like, you know, sap from her, the, the, the human wisdom, the humanity that one can sap from her is, 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 is amazing. Um, well, I I, sorry, oh. sorry, just, just on that point to wrap this little, put a little yeah. bow on, on Michelle's hat. Um, one of my favorite vocal fry conversations that we've ever done was her and my original interview at Nats National in 2018 in Vegas when she and I were both utterly exhausted vocally, physically, mentally, spiritually and all the things and yet our and we ended up somehow on this conversation about doing a DMA and doing a dissertation and like the value of it or not and whatever and all this stuff and it was just like just this really beautiful conversation uh, and then our lovely little conversation about Black Panther which was still one of my favorite (laughs) pop culture conversations that we've also had anyway so yes um, anyway onward (laughs) indeed Um, so so my uh, master teacher was Terry Brancaccio from Northwestern Um, uh, I think for me, when I applied to the intern program and then when I was accepted and we were able to, you know, kind of consider who we might want to, to study with, for me, I mean, everyone there with all the master teachers are so capable um, and so um, talented. Um, and I think it was very clear where each one's specialization lied. Um, sure. And sure. for me... Um, I really wanted to, I had spent, you know, six years in, in New York, a year at a mainly musical theater school. Um, I felt really comfortable with the, the, the steeping that I had had in those traditions, in musical theater, in popular music, and in, in things outside of classical. Um, and I felt like if I was going to accept a wide variety of sounds in my studio, that I needed to stretch my classical ear back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of coming from the opposite direction. What what yeah. what sounds are acceptable in the in the Western classical operatic tradition in 2021? Um, and so I this really is the vocal vocal fam. This is something Josh and I have joked about personally with each other many times. Anyway, moving on. I won't say the phrase low larynx. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> though I will say, Nick, you'd be proud of me. I did say it yesterday in a lesson at UD. I know. Well, I this, is how, this is how I felt that day that I admitted to you that I had used VPO in a lesson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a couple yeah, weeks I ago. Yeah, I apologize for it promptly. But Sorry, it's okay. Josh and I, Josh and I, <laughs> jo- 
jo- Josh with each other. Oh my um, gosh. Uh, hi. Uh, a, a lot. Um, anyway, sorry, moving on. Yep, so this is one of our joking topics. VPO and, and low low larynx. Um, and <laughs> how, so, how to negotiate the Passaggio the through jokes with Dr. Glasner and Dr. Perna. That's mm-hmm. uh, We could write a little article about we that. Could do, we could do a blog. We could do a vlog. Oh, that's a great idea. Caitlin, hear that one? Yeah, um, we'll add that to our... We'll add that to the list. Um, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I really wanted to study with someone who... Um, who was actively um, sending out really accomplished classical singers um, sure. into the world um, and who who really specializes in that. Um, and so that was really helpful, I think. It was helpful to, to have my ear stretched, as it were. It was helpful to be in a, in a cohort of, of interns who taught in incredibly distinct ways. The the three of us were incredibly different teachers. And to see Terry kind of weave through that and appreciate all these different perspectives and, mm. and really the humility with which she approaches voice teaching while still being such an accomplished voice teacher, um, I think that was really helpful for an early career academic to see. Um, and, and so what I, you know, I grew in my appreciation for some different sounds and also in my um, kind of reinforcing that notion that there are so many ways to, um, I'm going to get the idiom wrong, but like to, 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 to peel that apple or whatever the idiom is. There, there are so many different ways to go about this voice teaching thing, so many doors to go through. And, you know, we ultimately, we're, most of us are going for really similar sounds. We just have different paths to get there. So you're saying, both of you really are suggesting uh, that you ended up finding an experience where people were incredibly open-minded, open to new ideas, welcoming and humble. Absolutely. And I, and I think that honestly, um, Karen Brunson, who had organized our, our year, um, I think that's the atmosphere that she was intending to create by um, helping to select a, a Nats intern class that that had all of these varied experiences, you know, having someone who is covering at the Met, someone who's a tenured, you know, professor singing, you know, Wagnerian reps, having people who, you know, do a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, commercial voice gigs. Studio um, work, yep. Studio mm-hmm. work, yeah. I mean, just the the experience we can draw with draw from within our own intern class is, um, well, I mean, we're, we're having monthly meetings still. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. I will say, I will say, do you all have like a little, like a little, like somehow like Facebook group or chat thread or something mm-hmm. that you all have? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or whatever the actual platform you use for it. Um, but I will say that I've heard from other Nats interns that that camaraderie has continued for them later in, in their career, as they've gone, e- even years later, that they'll still chat with each other um, as an intern class. Uh, and of course, this year you'll get to actually go to the intern reunion at the national conference. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say just a personal note about about this that I think that me uh, not doing the intern program is probably one of my great regrets. Um, for as vol as evolved, 
<sighs> Words. It's November. Vocal fam, did you know it's November? It is November. Ew. Did you know that I had I chaired right. a graduate committee meeting at eight o'clock this morning? I did. <sighs> it's November. It's all downhill from here. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. Thanksgiving um, is coming up. Think about all the things oh, that we can cook. Gosh, I know. I've already purchased our turkey. Um, <laughs> it's in the freezer. Um, <laughs> anyway. What was I going to say? I don't remember. Um, um, oh, it's one of the great regrets of my career is that um, I guess as someone who I, I was not raised in Nats, like I never, this is, and I've said this on the podcast before, I think I said this actually on Alan and Carol's episode last spring, I've never, I never sang a Nats audition in my life, um, ever. Uh, it was Wild. just not something that my teachers were interested in me doing um and uh i did not become a nats member until the spring before i was about to when i was applying for my first academic jobs and then i thought i should probably do this uh and and now i mean i you know now, now i uh, nats kind of consumes a lot of my my life um so uh but uh, and has given me so much of my life um, that I, I hope to give back to it. But um, I will say, Vocal Fam, one of the things I wanted to say on this episode, there is also a, a, a fund I think that you can specifically donate to here at the end of the year as you're considering year-end gifts and you're renewing your Nats membership because we are in renewal season right now. But as, right. as, as if any of you listening are in a position where you could give a year-end gift, you might consider one to Nats. And if the intern program meant something to you personally, or if you just believe in mentoring early career professionals, I would urge you to consider donating uh, to the intern program because I believe they have like plans that they'd like to expand it a bit. Um, I know there's been some discussions about that, it, it particularly expanding maybe the pianists or expanding the or anyway, I know I, there are there are there are talks. I think there are discussions, you know, one of the I, I was lucky enough to receive funding from my institution, but if one is not, you know, a part of an institution um, that that or an institution that has funding to offer, um, the the just literal cost of getting to wherever one has to go for the Nats intern program is is a little bit high, um, potentially depending on where you are in life. And um, I, I my sense is that there are plan there are there's a desire to find a way to. Um, defray Fund that it. cost. Mm -hmm. um, Do they house you once you're there? They yes. house you when you're there. Um, and they also provide through the Barbara Dosher Fund um, a small stipend to pay for food that is that is outside of the, the normal um, you know food that you get. Um, Fantastic. Exactly. And so that's another fund I know John Nix is involved with. Um, that's another fund that ends up going directly to uh, the uh, interns. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so anyway, if you're considering year-end gifts, vocal fam, consider one for the intern program. Um, yeah, so let's talk about this. There are some like specific application requirements that you have to do. Tell us a little bit about what the application process was like and what someone who might be considering needs to be ready to have at hand. Yeah, let's see if we, I can remember. We you sent in recordings um, of yourself singing and of yourself teaching, 
Um, so I would definitely start recording lots of teaching videos so that you can get um, a good take or two. Um, and um, then you write, uh, I guess, a cover letter, letter or a letter of intent. Um, and I'm trying to think. I mean, the normal CVO references, like, resume. Looks like you have kind to have things. a few Nats members as references. Right, <laughs> right. Um, so, in other words, you'd suggest that uh, that you definitely get some the recordings made ahead of time so that uh, you're not caught off guard. Right, right. And and also as some. I'm sorry, Caitlin. I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, and I, um, I, I think as someone who, uh, well, I mean, I'm more, my career, early career has been more research focused than performance focused. And I would say that there is a heavy emphasis on the quality of those performance videos. Um, and so that's something to be aware of. It's, I, I know I've heard at different points in my career, you know, people who've been involved in that selection process talk about. Um, you know, anything ranging from the styles that are offered to the um, how, how well someone adheres to like certain performance practice, whether that's like kind of your 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 languages in, in Western classical rep or your ability to do, you know, to belt in, in musical theater. So I think paying attention to the quality of those performance videos is 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 quite helpful. I'd also say that um, you know, there most of these. If you if you are applying for academic positions, this is a really great way to make sure that you have that together. That your packet is ready. That, that your packet is That's ready. That's a really good point. You know, because mm -hmm. when you start applying for academic positions, or if you start applying for academic positions, these are documents that you will have to be sending out in addition to a couple others. But if you were to even just apply to the intern program um, for the first time you would then have most of that material ready. And I think that has value. I'd also like to say that, you know, to, to be completely frank, I've, I applied to the program three times over the course of five years. And Thank did you not for get sharing in, that. And did not get into it until the last time. Um, so the reviewers are different, I'm certain. And um, obviously I was at a different point in my career and my singing was at a different point and my research was at a different point. So I'd say if you are an early career academic or an independent studio teacher that fits the criteria of the um, application, um, as we talk about with the teaching uh, experience, the number of hours per week for a number of years, um, I would encourage you to keep trying because it is a life-changing experience. And the what people look for is going to be invariably going to be changing, you know, every single year. Um, and and it's definitely worth the it's it's definitely worth the rejection. Yeah. And I think I've heard that so many times that like the people have applied multiple times and then they got it. Yeah, their third. Their, I don't know how many times you can apply fourth time. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's very, very common. Mm -hmm. So don't give up. If you've right. just applied once, Vocal Fam, that doesn't mean that you necessarily are terrible. Well, it's it only doesn't mean that at all. People. It's very Correct. competitive. Yeah, that's, it's that's very, very small. competitive. Um, I think Nats is pretty clear in their messaging that it is the premier mentoring experience. 
that Nats offers. Um, Vocal Fam, if you're wondering, this is reading from the website. A voice intern applicant, this is for the singers, not the pianists, must must be a member of Nats, full or associate, in good standing, with no more than five years of full-time teaching or coaching slash collaborative work or the part-time equivalent. Working as a graduate teaching assistant does not count toward the five-year limit. Holding a master's degree or higher or commensurate experience is required. So those are the voice requirements, um, which you can read on the new nats.org. Um, in the, if you go to the tab about mentoring and ambassadors, you can find the information on the intern program. But those are the actual requirements. Um, so you actually might suggest that, like, you know, certain people who, like, host podcasts who haven't taught full-time for five years might consider at some point, maybe not this year, but in, in a future year, maybe applying to said program. I think that's prudent advice. People people have considered that. People, people have considered that. Um, that is a daunting application, but, I mean, I guess it's not that, like outside of the realm of normal just applications you do like y'all said like academia or i feel like anything you apply to audition for almost you're gonna need parts of that so the chances of you already having chunks of it pretty decent or applying for a doctoral program you probably have a lot of the stuff anyway i know I'm sorry, oh not you. Goodness. People who might do podcasts. People, I know. I, yeah, was... I just said people who might do podcasts. Oh, yeah. There are lots of podcasts out there, guys. I don't know if y'all, are, y'all know this. There's probably the lots network. of podcasts. Yeah. See? Okay. There's a, there's a whole, a little smaller, there's a whole but... network about yeah. them. Um, uh, there's a little tradition at the end of the intern program where you all get your, your master teacher gifts. What were your gifts to hmm. your specific teachers? Are we allowed curiosity. to say this? Is this oh, like, maybe you're not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No secretive. No, no. I was no. going to say. I think I saw pictures online. Oh so yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think it's that exclusive. Um, yeah, we. So uh, Michelle really likes to talk about um, different colors of the voice. Describes colors versus um, using terms that maybe have some judgment or connotations attached, like mm. good and bad and ugly and beautiful. Instead, we talk a lot about colors. So. I don't know if you guys have seen those little Pinterest um, things where you have crayons and you do the blow dryer. Yes, and the colors melt. I live on Pinterest. There so we go. Yes. Okay, great. So I don't know creative. what you're talking about, but she does. <laughs> I do. I do yeah, I for there, it. There are pictures on there are pictures on Facebook somewhere. Um, but yeah, we got we got her. We we got creative with all the free time we had. Mm. There is no free. I'm mind. guessing that's a joke. Um, yeah. It is a joke. Um, but yeah, we stayed up late one night and uh, made her that, and made and we all. I don't know if all of us, but a lot of us sang songs. We made a little song for her and included oh, all cute. those those little funny things that happened during the program. So that was a fun night. Yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, go ahead, please, please go ahead, Josh. Uh, Terry has a. Um, you'll love this Nick Um, sometimes Terry has her students um, do an Elmo voice and the Elmo voice has I think I haven't studied this objectively but my sense is that it has maybe a varied amount of soft palate lift 
<laughs> and so she employs this tool and uh, we decided to get her an Elmo, a big plush Elmo doll. I was actually going to ask if that's where that was going. And I was like, surely not. That's not what happened. But yeah, we did. And then I went, I did a a guest lecture at Northwestern two weeks ago. And sure enough, it was in her office right next to the piano. That's amazing. Was it like the, this is going to sound weird that I know, you know, the like tickle me Elmo's that you can buy. Like, was it one of those? It was not. And that would have been just such a great throwback to my childhood. But right. I don't even know if those still exist. I, I would I, now I'm gonna I look never, on eBay. <laughs> on the black market. I'm yep. I'm old. I never had a tickle me Elmo. So maybe, I didn't either. Maybe this but is why my childhood would no. There I, were a lot in, of in ads. my defense, um not that my, my, my hairline says that I'm old. Um <laughs> but I am not young enough to have had a tickle me Elmo. It was oh, my okay. next brother in line who had a tickle okay. me Elmo. That's that's Perfect. Nick's second biggest regret. Not having yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's our turn program. It, uh, Tickle it, it, me it Elmo. Is specifically, my second greatest professional regret. <laughs> that is. You know what? We can remedy that. that Merry is, Christmas. That is that is correct. Uh, the lack of a Tickle Me Elmo is definitely. Uh, oh gosh. Okay. Uh, anyway, speaking um, of how so, conversations get to a certain point. Well, yeah. No, I was just thinking back to the idea. So really. You had this also just had to be a good experience in getting you being more comfortable just teaching in front of people. Oh, right. My gosh. That's intimidating. Right. Am I wrong about that? I mean, right. I mean, you were talking about not just lessons, but master classes, this, that, and the other. I mean, presuming that you walked in maybe with one comfort level of teaching in front of another person and walked out with a different comfort level of doing that. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think that too, just coming from where we were coming from with COVID and and being shut down and all of a sudden being thrust into this amazing community, but it was, it was like, I I will say I struggled with that. It was, I was, I was very nervous at the beginning of this Um, teaching in front of people really, this was the first time that I was performing in, in front of people in a long time, but it was such such, such a nurturing community to be a part of. It was immediately apparent after the first few interactions, the first day, how this would, this, our colleagues were just there to encourage each other. The master teachers were there to encourage us. It was such a growth mindset um, with, with everyone. And so, yeah, it, it does sound scary. For sure. But, you know, after the first day, you kind of get over it and, and it just becomes this beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah. And and one thing I wanted to say, too, is, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the voice interns, but um, the collaborative pianists and working with them, I cannot stress how how important that was and how much um, what a good experience that was um, really being inclusive of them in this whole process of teaching. And that was another paradigm shift for me. And something that Michelle was really good at was including them in this artistic and creative process. So I don't know if any pianists listen to this podcast, but that's another, I, I would really encourage, you know, singers that know pianists, if you know an early career collaborative pianist, this is an incredible program for them to con- get connected. I know three amazing pianists now that I'm going to call up when, you know, sure. when I, when I'm singing or I need, I need help or advice. So how, how were they worked in, uh, into what you all were doing? Was it, would they play for the lessons? Would they play for the master classes? How, 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 how did the two programs sort of 
you know, interweave. Yeah, I mean, they would, they, they were worked. They were, I mean, and that's something that we were very cognizant of uh, as, as interns and, and um, they were used in the second half of lessons. Okay. Um, uh, and they, and as, as, Kitlin kind of said. a more typical academic format of like we right, vocalize for right. half an hour, 30, 30 minutes, 30 minutes kind of thing. Um, and as Caitlin said, we were all encouraged to collaborate, really, truly collaborate in those moments, um, as opposed to just you know working specifically with a student um, and having someone play piano, right? Which is unfortunately a habit that a lot of us can fall into as voice teachers. We were encouraged to collaborate with those with our with our peers. Um, and then throughout the, the rest of the day, I'm so sorry. I think I'm getting a hotel vacuum. Um, so okay. I, I thought it was like feedback. Up. I'm but so that's... sorry. I'm so sorry. Quality control. Mm. <laughs> um, so as, as we said, you not probably have the do not disturb thing on I, and everything. I have it there. They're not disturbing me in the room. We Gosh, were gonna... I'll, I'll help you with your technology later on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just make sure, you, make sure you make snide remarks about Blue Yetis yes, and, and Skype. Cables not being plugged in. Perfect. And Skype. And Skype. Yeah, <laughs> oh Specifically God. Skype. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, they were then used for master classes and for the performances that the repertoire performances. Um, so we had like different sections where we, um, the the intern, the singing interns would perform different styles of repertoire, um, and then we would be coached by the collaborative pianist intern, um, as well as the collaborative pian or the collaborative pianist master teacher, as well as the collaborative pianist intern. Ah, mm -hmm. I see, I see, mm -hmm. I see, I see. Okay. Which who was Craig Terry for our, um, mm -hmm. our year? And oh my goodness, what a wealth Definitely. of artistry and knowledge! Amazing. For sure. Talk about yeah, someone for... who kind of crosses different styles, oh, style, yeah. stylistic yeah. boundaries. It was, it mm -hmm. was, yeah, that was enriching. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I think the, I think it's actually the, because I mean. Let's face it, even in like, you know, doctoral pedagogy programs or performance programs, like the idea of having real mentorship happening in a teaching situation with a collaborative piano, like the idea of that, that dynamic being mentored, that sort of doesn't happen regularly in academia. That's right. Um, uh, or other formats for that matter. Um, you know, I, I, you know sometimes in an independent studio you are the pianist i mean you know mm -hmm. well and, yeah. but and so in a way i really think that this whole intern experience um for a lot of us has become this kind of model for what we want to see professionally in our studios and in higher ed um it, as much as possible um there are things that happen there where i mean you know, there are so many wonderful changes happening in higher ed um, right now. And to see what could be, right? Something where everyone, I mean, what I wanted to say from the last question was what everyone respected each other, all interns, uh, master teachers and the admin. Um, but I think one of the wonderful things about our intern group is we all see the different specialties, the different specializations that we have, the different experiences we bring to the table. And we have all experienced in different parts of our careers, 
you know, those, those very solid barriers, whether we're talking about between choral, the choral world and the, and the solo voice world or instrumental and voice or even, you know, performance and pedagogy. And I think yeah. to see all of our peers, you know, respecting each other's gifts and, and lifting each other up the, throughout the entire process, I think that is, was both remarkable and laudable and something we should be striving to replicate. A thousand times, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think too, I could see how this would be very valuable for the private voice teacher because uh, teaching voice can be such an isolating job. You know, yeah. we're in a room by ourselves with, well, with our students or with the pianist. Um, and I mean, even in academia, it, it can be a certain degree of isolating as well. So yeah, just having that that community and um, and realizing there's other people that are going through exactly what you're going through and be able to bounce ideas off of people. I mean, that was a huge that was a huge reason that I've always wanted to do this intern program is for that community. And now there's that we we had that community there, and now we have kind of this lasting community where we can reach out to each other and ask these questions of each other and get That's advice. Absolutely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and I mean because I. Like if, if an early, when I've mentored early career academics with whatever, uh, and Josh knows this well, one of the things that I say is like the most important thing you can do is build your network. That's right. Like it is like the, if you're going to be an academic, I mean, um, it is like the most important thing you can do other than perhaps teaching well and singing well, um, is, is build your network of people because, uh, and particularly hopefully who are also really great humans, um, because then they will be there for you when whatever pothole you end up sticking your foot in. Um, and because some potholes just have a little bit of water in them, but sometimes you actually fall in and break your leg. Um, and, and so, uh, and that network of people are the ones who will be there for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and it's not, I, I love that what you're both saying, it's not just like you're both saying, and now I can rely on my master teacher for a reference. Mm -hmm. No, you're saying, no, you build in this network with these other quote unquote early career professionals that you now have as a network that's already built into your existence which is just huge huge and it's huge. really it's really it's it's yes it's a network but i think the like a really wonderful world word that i think caitlin said is community right this community is, yes this thank is, you no like network yes of course and you know i'm i'm very invested in, in networking um but but the the community building yeah um, there's a there's that's a familial the word I nature there's a yeah, familial that's nature right. that's there and i think mm -hmm. that's one of the wonderful things about nats right now right that 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 we have this community and and I love I actually went going to go back to Lily's episode like because that really then represents the word that she used was like seeing our community as collectivist mm. mindset mm. Um, where where it's not just uh, it, it's not just about us but it's about like how we're all bringing our own things to the community right. um, mm. to be part like like that I think that's a represents that as well and good lord and she's it, brilliant uh, yeah gosh that if, vocal fam if you haven't listened to her episode um go back uh and 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 listen to that episode before she was, you go have forward. we mentioned that she was an intern she was an intern this she, past oh yes summer. The, I, I, yeah <laughs> we mentioned that on her episode yeah. <laughs> um but uh but she was also an intern mm -hmm. with was she with one of your master teachers or someone else 
Kari. She, she, Kari Reagan. Reagan. She, mm-hmm. Kari, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was the 2020 cohort. Mm-mm. No, that was, was your ours. cohort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, there was too there were too many intern programs this oh, summer yeah. for me to yeah. keep it all straight. So uh, anyway, um, as we transition out, vocal fam of this, if if you're if you're um, applying this year, the application deadline, which is normally in the middle of December, is literally the middle of December, December fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Nats.org backslash intern underscore requirements dot html. Um, and uh, you can read all about it. If you are someone who's listening to this podcast who uh, can donate here in a year-end gift, um, consider that. Uh, also, Vocal Fam, if you didn't know, it is Nat's renewal season, so please do that. Also, if you'd like to attend the Winter Workshop Matters of Style, January 7 to 9, 2022, in the Big Apple, consider getting some continuing education and maybe seeing a Broadway show or two. Uh, I can oh. give great restaurant recommendations. And Josh can oh. give you great restaurant oh. recommendations. Uh, Love that. So so there you go, Vocal Fam. Um, anyway, lots of great opportunities coming up. Also, if you uh, are out there and you would like to submit a poster still for the 2022 conference, national conference in Chicago, posters are due date is coming up on, should be the 1st of December. Um, uh, but I don't have that in front of me, but it should be the 1st of December. Let me see if, uh, if uh, so I'm not telling you the wrong date. Um, where is it? There it is. Surely the poster czar has this like in his noggin. I know, I'm shocked. I said December 1st and I was right. Almost like he was reading everything off. Anything else off? <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it will be uh, uh, some some great times had in Chicago this this coming mm-hmm. summer. Um, now, I I, I I really want to direct this at Caitlin because Josh, we all know Vocal Fam that uh, Dr. Glasner <laughs> and Sarah and I have a shared love of Star Trek um, and uh, and other things nerdy, but but specifically Star Trek. And Josh will be back on the podcast inevitably in January to review season yeah. four of Star Trek Discovery as it's we coming. prepare for. Season two of Star Trek Picard, which I'm very disappointed in the trailer of because I have no interest in seeing things happening in 2021. But maybe they're laying the groundwork to just exceed your expectations. I hope they they put out this, Is this Harry terrible Potter? trailer. Owls. <laughs> yep. Anyway, did that. <laughs> Caitlin, since this is your first time on the show, what pop culture interests do you have? Oh, pop culture. I mean, I I'm one of those people that has to. My husband is very good at pop culture, and my students are very good at pop culture. So I stay in the loop well, by other... asking them questions. <laughs> okay. Well, what other interests do you have sure. then outside of singing and voice okay, teaching? Okay. So I, well, I'm in Colorado, and so I'm outside all the time. We camp, we hike, we ski, we trail run, we do all that kind of stuff. So that's that's usually what I'm doing. Um, we've, you know, but one one pop culture, I mean, one show that we've gotten super into is. Ted Lasso. I think it's the best thing on TV right now. It is just uplifting. It's wonderful. If I could be on any show, I would want to be on that show. It's just that, right. that that would be my that I guess that's my my TV thing that I watch. We Sarah and I have uh, we know that we need to get an Apple TV Plus subscription and so that we can watch Ted Lasso and review Foundation. Because yes. it has been beaten into our brains the, that this podcast to needs to review Foundation. Um, so good. 
it's uh, so good. Yeah. So uh, I think ho- I might have someone's login for Apple Plus. So actually. hopefully here, Oten. <laughs> not that I would ever use someone else's login. But let me just tell you, Vocal Fam, it is not going to happen before Thanksgiving. That's let accurate. me tell you that. <laughs> or Christmas to be because there is nothing that I can fit into my schedule prior to Thanksgiving. I don't yeah. know how your November's going, Vocal Fam, but we're only five days in. And, is it uh, really? Okay. It's yeah. really only five days in. I heard that uh, November started. It did. <laughs> it, it I did. missed that. Kind of snuck if, up if, on me. If, if you've never seen my chart, Vocal Fam, uh, the last two weeks of October and the first two weeks of November are large and in part what I like to refer to as the dregs of the academic year. That's but we'll get there. Um, just know that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel, and we'll we'll get there eventually. Either that, or we'll just be run over by the speed of the steaming train. It, well, either way, something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, hang in there, vocal fam. We're going to get there. Um, Caitlin, Josh, thank you both so very much for sharing your yes. experiences and. Uh, and look forward to having you both on again at some point to actually share your expertises um, rather than just your experiences here with the intern program. Um, and uh, thank you for being part of the Vocal Fam. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, y'all. Sarah, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh, see, y'all are going to make fun of me. It was one of the protein muffins, oh, the little man. microwavable. It's Kodiak brand. So we're trying to eat healthy, but we're also having muffins. It's a protein muffin. It's got a lot of protein in it. It said so on the little cup thing that I microwaved. So, so. it was a muffin in a cup. <laughs> look, look. I tried to go to Kroger yesterday. I couldn't find any of my usuals, and so muffin in a cup it was. All right. I would like to publicly say in the podcast, uh, congratulations to Sarah, who has staged her first oh. opera scenes program for Lyric Stage here at Mississippi College. Um, congratulations. And, uh, it's very exciting. We, we go up next Wednesday, and we're very excited about it. They uh, have put in a lot of hard work. We were very ambitious in our programming. That's and, accurate. And, uh, but they, they rose to it, you they know? They rose to the occasion. So, uh, Vocal Fam, if you've not followed at Lyric Stage MC on Instagram, you can follow us there at Lyric Stage MC on Instagram. Anyway, that's it for us, Vocal Fam. We're out. I'll, we'll, oh, oh, by the way, Sarah and I are going to see Eternals tonight. We are. We did manage to fit that in. Somehow, we will review Eternals and put the review up next week. I don't know how. But we're going to figure it's out like a way. It's like we have the internet that we're we can talk over. We're going to find a way to record an episode before next Friday when I'm at Region Nats. Um, we'll make anyway, it Anyway, we'll make it Exciting happen. Exciting stuff. All right. Peace out, Vocal Fam. It's been real. <laughs>